Coco Sisters. It's a sister's day. Hi, hi, hi everyone. Hi audience. Um, morning, afternoon, evening. Coco Sisters here and our queens. Good to be back on the airways again after having such a long break. And um, here with my co-host, so I am the Duchess and you are? I am Lady C. Good to see you, Duchess. Good to see you too. And we also have some of our queens in the house. (laughs) So who are our queens today? Joyce. You go first. I'm here. Joyce. So good to have you, Joyce. You've been well? Yeah, really well, thanks. What's that? Was that the robot? Were you trying to do the robot just now? No, I'm just just conversing. That's all I'm doing. Oh, okay. Is that conversing? Yeah, that's how I converse. (laughs) What you can't see, listeners, is... Joyce is doing her attempt at a robot. A robot. Actually, and it was quite good, particularly when you did the neck thing. That looks really well. Who else is our queen here today? Nicole in the house. Hey. Nicole in the house. And why are we sounding so low level today? Queen Nicole? I think, I think it's just my, um, you know, the little speaky, spoky voice that sometimes you have to put on. Spoken yeah, voice. I'm in the house. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Okay, okay, good, good, good. Speaking spooky voice that you have to put on. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. That speaky spooky voice. At no point do I put on a speaky spooky voice. Oh, really? Don't you, darling? (laughs) (laughs) I talk like this all the time, yeah. No, I'm joking. (laughs) So, excuse me, everyone, because I do have a bit of a cough. Um, So, Lady C, what are we up to today? What are we going to be... Since we've all just, we've just come back from the, you know, I know it's not quite summer, but we did have a, the last time we met was just before the schools broke up and, and so on. And yeah, so yeah. I thought we'd be talking about some of our travels and some of the things that have happened to us <laughs> while we've been traveling while black. Traveling. Um, Is that the title that we're doing we're using today, then Lazy Traveling called, while black. Traveling while black, because I'm sure that we've all got a story to tell. And of course, we're still gonna do our usual segments, political 10 and yeah. get my goat and mummy used to say in our and provide mommy you with a health tip. Say. Yeah, but we thought we'd start with uh traveling while black. So firstly, did hmm. anyone go away for, for did you manage to get out of the country or maybe you had a staycation and um you know, so I, Joyce, you're nodding. Yeah, well, I had a staycation. I had a staycation, had um, some lovely kind of like weekend breaks in Oxford. Nice. Which was really nice and got to go on a kind of river cruise and afternoon tea, just doing things I wouldn't ordinarily do, you know. Ooh. So that was really good. And then, yeah, spent time with the family um had like a another weekend break in Cambridge as well you know just sort of doing comparison as well the the, the different cities and all the rest of it I didn't do a, a river cruise there but it was just nice being in a different different environment just soaking yeah. it all in soaking it up um yeah it was just it was such a lovely summer the weather was gorgeous mm. it was like an actual real summer for the Apart first from time. that ridiculous heat yeah. wave, but mm, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. People collapsing on the street and, and oh, no. <laughs> Terrible. I missed all of that because I was at home most of the time, but then... <laughs> Apart but you know, from we, when had I went those, out. we had those days where it was like 40 degree heat and, yeah. you know, that's not, you know... That's no. not summer. 
that was that more was like the outback weather, wasn't it? It reminds me of like... Do you, do you know what outback weather is then? I actually do. Yeah, okay. I've been to that part of the world, have we? Yes, yes. I've been to Australia. What outback weather is. Yeah, it's like 30, 35 degrees plus. See, that's what I pay money to go. I go away for that. That's why I choose to go away for that if I want that. I don't expect to get that here. I know this is another, probably another um, podcast. You know, climate change is going to have an impact on what our weather ends up being like over time. You realize that, right? Exactly. you might not have to pay to go away for. Then, the then I'm moving. I'm moving. Then okay. uh, I'll have right. to move to, to climb it more to my my liking. I can't be dealing with this heat. So yeah. Oh, I love the heat. I think the heat's great. But I wanted to ask um, Queen Joyce because you said you went on some cruise, um, you know, like a mini river cruise, and you had mm. a you had a cream tea, um, jam or cream first on the scone. Mm, cream first and then jam on top because then you get the sweetness first yeah cream first and then jam on top definitely mm, and you see queen nicole's definitely uh, she's not in agreement no. with me no. yeah, I, i'm with you though joyce i i have to go for cream first and then jam what's your, what's your me, rationale like the butter yeah what's your rationale nicole how can you the go reason, jam the, first then the cream? reason being is because jam is just easier to spread so when you put the cream first for me when you put the jam on top because the consistency of the jam of the cream mm. I feel it doesn't spread properly so I like to spread both sides of the stone with the jam and then whack the cream in oh. so so Joyce you like a Devonshire cream tea and oh. Nicole likes a Cornish, Cornish. cream tea hello right. ladies, you've, you've just stung my thunder oh my bad Sorry. I right. like it the Devonshire way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the difference with Devonshire. That's the, that's the only difference with the two. Definitely. But I, I just literally go around because I find that the clotted cream, it can just, the, the texture of it. So when you're putting the jam on top, when you're putting it on top, it kind of mixes into oh, together. No. I think you have to, yeah. You just want a dollop of jam, innit? You just dollop on the jam like that. Why, why are you flinging your hand like that, though? It's not that no, like people can see you just it's dollop. <laughs> Just see some karate movies. You know what you know what that reminds me of when you did that as well, that what? dollop of the jam. You know what, what you used to do when you were younger? Did you ever used to do those paintings when you just got the paint and you just go like that? Oh, yeah. and, uh, oh, yeah. I used to love that. Flashing. I used to love that. Yeah. Actually, I might think of doing that on one of my walls. You never know. Be really therapeutic, I could imagine. Yeah, very creative. Anyway, we... well, I, I do have a story of traveling while black. Oh, do you? Okay. Yes. Very interesting. There I was minding my own business at, uh, I think it was, it was Gatwick Airport. And um, I go along and um, I was flying to Belfast and uh, like you do. And um, I I walked along and as I approached the the gate, I could see there was two queues. And um, I thought, well, this queue seems longer than that one. So this one must be like a, the speedy boarding queue, right? So I just joined that queue. This man on the other side of the, the other queue, which is, wasn't speedy boarding, decides to look at me straight in the eye <laughs> of all the people in the queue and says, that queue is for people with speedy boarding passes. Yeah? Uh, you, uh, and he points to me, said, everybody else has to go to the back of this queue. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, Right, okay, thanks. 
And I just ignored him and carried on. And he was, you could see he was about to say it again, like, did you not hear what I said? And then it was only afterwards when he saw some people who were in the speedy boarding queue realized that they were in the wrong queue. So they had to leave that and go to the other queue. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh. so it's just me that you've decided to tell about speedy because you didn't tell anybody else. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. they wouldn't have been in that queue. And, you know, so a whole raft of people left and went to this other queue. And he was looking at me like, why are you still standing there? And I was looking at him and I just smiled and I thought, he's an idiot. So um, and I just carried on and the woman scanned my thing and I sat down and that was it. But I'm thinking, why did you feel it necessary in front of Tell everybody? You. Like me yeah. and you had a previous conversation and I said to you, I'm not really in speedy boarding, but I'm going to join that queue and see if I can get away with it. That's the way he was carrying on. You know, like I had this prior conversation with him and he was like, um, that queue, <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I could still see his face getting red as he's telling me. And I'm like, you know what? You need to calm down and mind your own business. And you never you followed know. up afterwards? Followed up with who? With you. What's he, what's he going to say? Once the woman let me through, what is he going to say? He just he just, was just looking at me once he got through. And then when he got on the plane and saw where I was sitting, he was still looking at me like, oh. I thought, yeah, oh. You know, <laughs> that's what you and get. Can you, are you, um, you going to share where you were sitting? Did you turn left or did you turn right? Oh, well, it's easy, Jetsy. Everybody turns right. If you're turning left, you're the pilot. So um, everyone turns right. But let's just say I didn't have far to walk. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. But I just thought, well, is that the subtle microaggression I'm thinking why yeah do you know what I mean I'm just, I'm just what's like, it actually got to do with you basically exactly yeah. he felt it upon himself to tell me just in case a I probably don't understand English very well or can I read um I'm just saying oh you don't know your left from your right clearly you know <laughs> so that's just one thing that happened and fortunately I don't have that many incidences but I just thought that was quite interesting how this man decided to take it upon himself to tell me about which queue I should be in and all, I'm, pointing, I'm pointing I'm pointing do you think do you think that's because you are black or just because he's one of them ones you've got some people who are just busy bodies inner everything well so I would say not. I would say if it was the, the I would say the latter if he had said it to everybody else but he hadn't said it to anybody else because when he said it to me that's when a lot of people who were ahead of me realized they were in the wrong queue so he clearly wasn't saying it to anybody else. It was only when mm. I joined the queue, he decided to make this announcement. Mm. So I couldn't, ded- I couldn't deduct what else yeah. it was. Because I looked down the queue and, and the flight was going to Belfast and there weren't that many that looked like me. So I was like, okay, it's not because I'm a woman. No, there's other women here. Is it because I'm tall? No, there's other tall people here. Is it because I'm black? Probably. Possibly. Probably. Probably. But, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't take it. I, I just thought... This man's ignorant. He has no influence over my life. We're both going to get on the plane. I'm going to be more comfortable than he is. No problem. I just left it like that. Uh, you know, but it was just, I wanted to share that. That's my story. Wow. Queen Nicole, do you have a story? Queen Joyce, how about you? Go for it, Nicole. When we say, not really, because, you know, me, I'm just all about yard, isn't it? It's just straight. To You're not going anywhere that. else. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that type of chick. So, yeah, I've been to Spain and a couple of them other European type of Caucasian type countries, but for me, I prefer to save up the money, jump on Virgin and 
upgrade the seat and straight straight to my. And there are other airplanes you can, other airlines you can travel on. But yes. Yeah, but I, no, I'm not doing that though. I okay. like Richard Branson. Do you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So um, I don't really have, I don't have any any experiences like that. To be honest, because like I say, I maybe go Jamaica or to black countries. I like I like the melanin. I like I like when I step in Jamaica and the roots, man, and I can hear my ancestors coming and greeting me, man. But if your work, what about if your work takes you to these places, takes you to places? So I mean, so I mean, outside of I mean, in terms of like outside of the so for the last month or so, I've been going, I've been traveling a lot out of London because if anyone knows me, I just go South London to Gatwick, Gatwick straight to South London. I'm upset that I've got to go Heathrow. I don't even do that. But recently I have been going to, I went to what, Sheffield. I went to Soli Hill, some places I've never even heard of. Soli Hill, um, I love it. Soli Hill. That's the one. That guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking, I'm literally taking pictures of Leicester and I'm like, oh my God. So I literally was going further and further away and I'm looking on the train thinking, if anything happens to me right now, I'm going to die. That's all I know. I, that's, well, that's how I was feeling. But I didn't get anything. So nobody, I was treated great. I mean, obviously it's for work. So when you rock up to these places, I, mm. you know, the client that I had owned the hotels and owned the restaurants. So um, when I was going around, they knew that I was there to train their yeah. kind mm. of thing. So mm. I don't know if that was was something. Mm. Um, but so people are not going to get dark on you, are they? Because of, well, this is it. Yeah, However, the, the conversations have, I was yeah. having, mm. the conversations I was having with the senior leaders around some of the, the problems that they've got has had like people come into the pub and people refusing to eat because why are black people in the pub and stuff like that. But I didn't get that. Um, but like I said, as soon as I arrived, I was announced as the facilitator for the senior leaders. They're going to go above and beyond, which they did. So I didn't have any problems on the trains or anything. But I, I'm very aware as a black woman traveling on her own, I was quite worried because I, I'm so UK, so London centric. I don't leave London. So mm. when I got this gig, mm. I was like, what do you mean? And I trained like over a hundred of them. So I was all over the place and I just was a bit worried. So I'm going to Edinburgh when I get back from Jamaica. So I'll see what that's like. But lots of people say that it's a beautiful city, but it's not. It is. Edinburgh is. It's about the experience it. of the people. I mean, let's yeah. see. But I haven't, I haven't had any no, when I went to Portugal, people just seem to gravitate. Worse when you say you're from Jamaica, they think you're related to Bob Marley. I've been to Tunisia. I've got, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I've, That's I've one had... of my stories. When yeah, I went to they... Tunisia, yeah. the, the waiting staff, because I went on holiday with my friend, she's Chinese heritage. And so over time, the waiters are like, ah, morning, Bob Marley's sister. Oh, Bruce exactly. Lee. And then they're like, Bruce Lee's sister. Really? Is that the best that they could do? That's what, yeah. Yeah, because when they said Bob Marley to us, my brother at the time, Beanie Man was firing. And my brother was like, no, we've moved on. It's Beanie Man. He says, who is this Beanie Man? Beanie Man, I like Beanie Man. Bob Marley brother? No. <laughs> We're just not related. We're just not related. But um, but yeah, so I haven't had any, um, I can't, I haven't really had any adverse. Maybe when I, actually, when I was going to Jamaica, I remember this little old white lady sitting next to me when we were just about to land. But when you come into Montego Bay or Kingston, you can literally see the beauty of the island. And she was like, oh, they have houses. I remember her saying that. And I was wow. thinking, what? What does she just, mean? As opposed to huts. As opposed to the mud huts. Mm-hmm. You know what? It just makes so, you wonder what goes on in people's heads, doesn't it? Because you, you say, you know, uh, so, sometimes I don't even think you have to go abroad for things to, you know, to happen. Mm. So recently I was um, on a bus 
uh, and I think I was traveling from King's Cross, getting myself to uh, Russell Square, somewhere like that. Anyway, so I'm sitting on the bus now and this older white woman sits next to me um, and we just start chatting. And then she says to me, so, where are you from? <laughs> so, I said, so I said, oh, um, that's an interesting question. Why, why are you asking me that? She said, oh, because, you know, I just like to talk to people and get to know people and what's going on. I said, oh, um, I'm from England. I'm born in uh, East London. No, no, no. I mean, where are you written? No, no, she did. She did. not Honestly, the really she did. from question. And then she said, "Oh, I don't mean that. I mean, where, where really were your parents from?" So what's said, that got to do with you? It is. So I just said to her, "Do you know what? I find this really fascinating that even though I've told you that I'm born from here, you're telling me that you're asking me where I'm really. Well, I don't mean it like that, but I'm just fascinated about." where people are from and I said well I've told you where I'm from and then she just it just escalated because then she asked me again so where, where, where are your so where's, where are your parents from so I said well my mum was born here really <laughs> I said yeah it's fascinating isn't it that people don't know that other people can be born in this country unless they look like you mm. and she went oh I didn't mean to, I said, you haven't offended me, it's fine. Um, but I just think it's an odd question to be asking people, particularly you don't even know me. And I'm sitting next to you on a, so we got, yeah, well, in the end, I just had to keep myself quiet because I just thought to myself, what I don't want is it, it, it to descend into um, me having to explain um, in reference to how she's responding. So I kept that quiet wow. um, and just dealt with it on a superficial level. But what's been interesting with, for me in terms of when I've travelled, particularly when I was doing missionary work and travelled, you know, through quite a lot of uh, European countries, um, was how when you went to certain countries, um, being the only black family, because travelled with, um, you know, my family then, uh, we would always get, I called it harassment. So they would always want to take pictures without your consent. Um, mm. And <laughs> Lady C's face is frowning. It's true. That's what they would do. Oh, look, look, look. Like they've never, and maybe they've never seen a black person before. I don't know. But it just felt really intrusive um, trying to, you know, go about your, your business in a country, getting from A to B, and you're being photographed because maybe you seem different or unusual or unique. So that, just, that's been part of my experience by, you know, traveling in European countries when I was a bit, when I was doing missionary work. I think people just, I mean, I talk about this all the time. You see when people's got these beliefs and these values and they're so embedded, it doesn't matter what you even say to them. Some of them, they probably genuinely don't even realise what, the, I should say they don't realise what they're saying, but it's become such a habit, such a commonplace of language. I mean, I, I was chairing, I was hosting a conference the other day and one of the, I was a keynote and he was a, the closing, and he, um, I was a close, he was the keynote at the beginning. And he said, he was talking about his MS and, you know, he was wearing like a, like, um, a Ghanaian shirt and all the rest of it. 
And he said that, you know, his condition, his disability is like being black. Oh. And I sat there and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I was just thinking, oh God, Nicole, cause I just can't. When I hear certain comments, the work that I do, I cannot let it lie. I just can't. It could be a thousand billion people or one other person or just mm. you on your own. Um, so then because I was posted when he finished I was like thank you for sharing your story because it was a powerful story around his disability and I said the only thing is is that I wouldn't say your condition is like being black and he literally said did I say that he said oh my good gracious me I didn't mean that he said did I really say that and then people started typing in the chat oh yeah you did and I said wow. yes you did he, he it's like he didn't he even realize I mean because I, because I think what he was really trying to say is that because of the mind protective characteristics and all of this comes under one he was kind of saying I get it I get it it's just like when people say they don't see color I get it but you've got people have to be more conscious of their language and what they're saying and mm. I talk you know we talk a lot about what is what's the intent of your words and what's the impact, impact. but honestly mm. it's like asking Yvonne that question it's like it just came natural mm. but if somebody who mm. was blonde and blue or who was white sat next to them would you be saying oh are you Scandinavian you know, you, know I mean? you know so I, it gets to a point where I have to say to people the way that you check this is if you're only saying this to a certain group of people you're asking the wrong questions if you realize that you're not saying this across the board then there's a problem so if you're only asking people of color where are they from then you've got something going on there that you need to sort the hell out I nearly said another word there but I'm being good today yeah that, that's my that's my bit I was I was going to add to that, just sharing um, a couple of stories from when I travelled to Australia, and this was when I was yeah about twenty five. So I'd taken um, yeah three months out to just go Ooh. on the other side of the world, discover discover myself. I guess you know it's that I think it was that kind of quarter life Ooh. crisis, and I just thought right what I'm doing work-wise isn't working for me. I need to take time out. And uh, Australia was the destination. I went with my friend and flew out there. We were supposed to go out just before September the, no, just after September the 11th. And then I decided to hold back um, a little bit and I went the following year. So for me, I was just thinking, what's Australia gonna be like? Cause it's this land Ooh. far, far away. Um, and, and what what was the experience going to be like? And overall, it was a really really positive experience. There were some some instances where I had interactions with people, and I put that down to ignorance, right? So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> One time we were on the east coast, a place called Byron Bay, which is really kind of hippie and very very, very nice very nice place, and we went into one of the shops. And a girl behind the, the counter, yeah, one of the shop assistants, her question actually was, where do you get your darkness from? And that just completely threw me. It was like, where do you get your darkness from? Was the question. <laughs> and I'm Thanks, thinking, like, well, how do you even answer that? And the other thing as well is she was a woman of colour. She was a woman of colour. And so it's that kind of like, so I said to her, so where are you from? And she was from a place called Melanesia. I'd never even heard of that. Melanesia. So, yeah, we get talking. But what was, but what was the intent behind her question? Why does she want to know that? 
Well, I mean, what, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I could imagine that if you're in Australia, the darker skinned people that you see are going to be the indigenous people. Mm. And I don't like using that term Aboriginal because I um, realized I was doing some research and stuff. Aboriginal is a compound, compound words, abnormal, original. Mm. Mm. So I don't like to use the word yet. I don't like to use the word Aboriginal. I like I to use the that. word Indigenous people from Australia. So could you just explain that again, Queen? So Abo okay. Yeah, Aboriginal, what I found was that it's a compound word and it's made by combining abnormal, original, ab-original. Right. Okay, that is very rude. Uh, very that, uh, to say that these the, the abnormal originals. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Highly offensive. So I say mm. indigenous, indigenous, mm. indigenous people from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not selling it to you, am I? Honestly, <laughs> I've just really not told it to you. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Right. So I think wow. for me. I think where that question came from is that when you're in Australia, a lot of people that have dark skin are indigenous people from Australia. So maybe my skin tone, my colouring, my features are different to the indigenous people from Australia. So that's where I thought that question was coming from at that time. But it was like... So she was asking if you're indigenous? Yeah, or actually, where am I from? Because maybe I look different. I look different to what she's used to seeing. So where did I get my darkness from? And I was like... Did, did, did the question offend you? It didn't offend me. I was Ooh. just confused by it. Like, Because usually it's like, it's either where you from, where you really from. Really from. I'm, yeah. I'm used to that one. Where you from? Where you really from? But where do you get your darkness from? Never come across that before. Well, can I just say, no pun intended, that was original. That was. That was an original. And no one's ever asked that question since. Mm. I've not come across that since. Mm. So that was very memorable because I'd never experienced yeah. that before. And, and sometimes then, those things do come out of the blue, doesn't it? You get asked, you know, a question that you've never you never heard before. Mm. And you think to yourself, and it, and it does throw you. So you have to think about, am I? was I offended by that? Or has that confused me? Has it, mm. has it just made me think about why it is the person might have asked that question in the first place? So it's very odd, I think. But I also then start thinking, and maybe this is a huge generalisation, I don't know, that I know as a black woman, I wouldn't ask white people certain things. I, you know, I wouldn't be asking them, can I touch your hair? I wouldn't be mm. asking them, uh, how comes your eyes are so blue? Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, I do. Well, I. <laughs> thanks, Nicole. That's just thrown me out the water as well. Now, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> Say that again. If they're emerald green, if they're like stunning emerald green, I'm just fascinated. No, I, just, I think there's I... a difference between fascination and being possibly um, attracted to the fact that that stands out, that's different, I think, to actually saying to someone who's, let's say, blonde, blue eyes, 
how comes you you've got blue eyes and not brown or can I touch your blonde hair because I've never because for me as a black woman there's never been a need for me to to have to do that or to ask those questions because I have a certain knowledge about some of that if that makes sense where that comes from so I don't need to I'm not fascinated in that way does that make but sense when, but, but remember we're educated about about the races and, and, and they're not educated and that's and that's where I think that's where it goes to so that's why for me I like you said to the lady sitting next to you oh, that was a strange question or that's an interesting why are you asking me that I think there's something around unpacking mm. that and that understanding and not going to the default of negative um as it could be curiosity um and it also could what's the intent like I said mm. beforehand mm. so it's having that dialogue and that conversation I don't I mean, even if somebody called me the N-word, I mean, back in the day, I'll punch you straight in your throat. It's just as simple as that. There's just there's no argument. It's just done. But like now, I think I would say, is that the best you've got? Like, mm. do you want to be a little bit more creative? Do you want me to help you out here? I think yeah. I'd be super sarcastic where before it's just straight violence. I mean, I don't even want to cut that out, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that, that's just how, that's how I was when I was younger. I was like, what? Did you call me what? Yeah, but now it's like, because I was asked that question in one of, one of the, the, the trainings I did the other day, like, and why is that um, N-word so offensive if, if it's used in music so frequently and in songs and in movies? Um, and there was a genuine curiosity and, and also not understanding. They, you know, this, this guy didn't understand. So I, I had the conversation. So, yeah, that's why I asked around the, like, where did you get your darkness from? Because yeah. sometimes in history they talk about Sudan, they talk about certain countries, that mm. there is quite dark-skinned women or dark-skinned people. So mm. I just wondered, what, what was that question? What was the intent yeah. behind that? I think that's, for me, I think that's how I rationalised it, in that mm. I, my skin tone must have looked different compared to what she's used to seeing, because it was a very specific question. I remember dark skin's beautiful, though. Yeah. That's but, why, but, you know, dark but, skin's, and your skin is, you know, you've got beautiful skin, and she just was like, Probably like, where did you, maybe she wanted to go and buy some. Yeah, where did you get it from? Because my skin tone was completely, is different to hers and she was of colour. Like I said, when she said Melanesia, I'd never even heard of that place. Maybe she meant Melanin. No, there is a country called Melanesia. Where is and it? It's, it's, it's an, around Australia. So there's okay. like other countries like Vanuatu, yeah, yeah. which yeah, yeah. I'd never yeah. even heard of until uh-huh. I met somebody out there that from was there. from there mm. exactly so there's all these different um little islands, islands. yeah yeah, yeah. Feel like so, the bahamas though right must be yeah mm. i think so yeah there's just little lots Greek of lots islands of little islands mm. for sure and one of the other stories that i had um yeah traveling whilst i was black um some man came up to me and, and i think he was like staring at me for a while and then he said, oh, where are you from? And I said, England. And then he was like, how do you get your teeth so white? And I was like, you know, when you're like, what? I was like, toothpaste? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? And then he was, he was kind of like shocked when obviously like I had an English accent. And then he went, a black pom. Because you know they call Australians pommies, oh, which right. is okay. and pom that apparently stands for prisoner of her Majesty. Because I think the convict the convicts went out there, right? So they the call history, them yeah. poms. Or sent there. Yeah, yeah, sent there. 
And so hearing a black person with an English accent, he was like, a black pom? And I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? I couldn't really, yeah. I couldn't make sense of it. This is all new for me. Do you know what I mean? These are all new experiences. Being quite young and um, yeah. Did that offend you? No, it didn't. I think a lot of the time it was just like, it was new. So it's like, what? Confusion. Rather than offence, it's like confusion. And also the other thing as well, and I, I know I've shared that with you, because I'd, I'd been to school, right, and I was the only person that looked like me, I think I'd gotten used to a lot of things for a long time. So, there's, yeah, that makes so there aren't things that would ordinarily offend me. They probably would do now. Some things that I would probably take offence to now, but at that time it was just kind of like confusion or what have I just heard? Yeah. Um, but there were positive stories that came out of it as well. And when I was in Melbourne, I remember just arriving in Melbourne and I just loved the vibe of that place. I got into a routine. I would go to the market. I was staying at the youth hostel. I'd go to the market, you know, getting my fruit, veg, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I really mm -hmm. want to stay here longer. Was I it multicultural there? Was it very? Do you know what? I, yes, I think it was. I think it was. Someone said to me at a later stage that Melbourne is probably one of the, the areas that are most like England. It's got okay. weather like England. And I didn't really realise that. But I went to Sydney, but I didn't, I wasn't connected to Sydney like I was with Melbourne. And I never knew the mm. reason why. Mm. And when I spoke to someone, this is like maybe like years later, and they were like, oh, Melbourne's very much like England. Okay. Weather-wise set up wise and I thought maybe that was it there was some sort of familiarity there but mm -hmm. I really wanted to stay longer so basically I was looking for ways in how I could stay longer so I went looking for jobs that like takeaways I wanted I, I was prepared to do washing up whatever I, I, listen I, I couldn't find any jobs right but, yeah go but on Joyce let me ask you one important question mm. how did you respond to the man about how you get your teeth so white <laughs> Did you say you use Colgate? I just said I was just like confused. I was like, I've just you know what I mean? just oh okay. <laughs> okay. Genuinely confused by it. I was like, that's a bit of a stupid question. Like, how else do people get their teeth white? All I know is toothpaste, right? But clearly he's thinking something else. I I don't know. He's like, how can you have white teeth? But yeah, so it was confusion. But I was trying to share with you like a positive story, right? Of Australia, because yeah, there's some there's some really nice people in Australia. So, so I that was a public up... service announcement for Australia. balance, In the interest of balance. Oh, gee, so... yeah, I'm I've heard mixed reviews about Australia. So I'm it's nice to hear that. that a sister has had a great experience yeah, in, in yeah. that place. So um, it's not a place that I've been ever been drawn to. Um, I think if anything, I'm probably more drawn to New Zealand uh, mm -hmm. than, than Australia. Mm. I, I don't know why that is. Um, but yeah, so um, great. Yeah. So should we go to one of our segments, though? Yes. Which one should we go to? Should we do the political 10? Let's okay. do the political 10. Let's go for it. The political 10. Political 10. Political 10. Yes. So I saw this a few months ago and I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm so shocked. I need to talk about this. Uncle Sisters, have any of you heard of granny dumping? 
Granny, granny. dumpling. Granny dumpling. No. It no. is a phenomenon around the world where people just can't look after their elderly and dump them. Don't well, yeah. the road, either on Don't the road look side, after. outside hospitals, outside churches. They just leave them, literally leave them. This guy in England brought his dad, he lives in America with his dad, brought his dad all the way back to England and left him in Hyde Park and went back yeah. to America. He, and it's becoming more and more of um, a thing. In America, it's 100,000 elderly people are actually dumped and abandoned because people can't afford them and just can't look after their elderly anymore. And I was absolutely mortified. The, the story that I saw that in, brought my attention to it was in Mexico. Um, and you know, people probably more inclined to think, oh yeah, third world country or developing country. So I started to do some research and it's very much global, very much a global phenomenon that people just can't afford them. So, so they just dump them. Literally people from all different countries are doing all different this. different cultures are doing this. If you literally put in granny dumping, you'll be absolutely mortified to see what's there. And it's quite sad because other stuff comes up as well around loneliness. Our elderly are just not being looked after anymore. They're not, the, mm. the cult, that culture's dying. Um, and people just, and, and it's all cultures. It's not even just like it's a particular culture. Um, I didn't really see much around Asian or Black, but I didn't, my research wasn't that in depth. So let me not say that they don't. Mm. But the fact is, is that people just can't afford them or it's just too much trouble with dementia and they just literally leave them, just literally just dump them. Wow. Leave them. God, I heard just it. was so shocked. I was so, and I thought I have to share it here. You know, and then you, you, then you read it. It is horrible. It really is because I used to work for the RNIB many moons ago. And that, that job solely really was to ring up and get them to renew, get people to renew their um, their um, donations, their charitable donations, because it used to come out of a direct debit. If you notice now, if you buy something online, it asks you to donate. Or mm. if you go into a restaurant now, it will mm. say, do you want mm. to? Because mm. the traditional way of the um, direct debit just isn't, it's just not our generation and the ones that's come afterwards. And I used to ring up and I remember elderly people saying to me, Nicole, I look forward to this call every year just to talk to someone. I was absolutely mortified. Wow. Um, and one of my clients, we were having a conversation and uh, just around and being inclusive and stuff. And she said, Nicole, you know, the white community doesn't talk about how we don't look after our elderly. And she was saying to me that her and her friends went out to dinner and all of them said they haven't seen their children for months, haven't spoken to their children. It's just a thing that when they get old, they go into homes. So there is definitely something around um, looking mm. after the old and, and thinking and when I saw this whole granny dumping thing I was like no you're having a laugh you're proper having a laugh so yeah it's 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 serious and like I said with the RNIB a lot of these people they don't see their, their kids and COVID made it even worse wow so that's that I just thought I had to share that because I'd, I'd not heard of granny dumping before and granny mm -hmm. dumping is when people can't be but what there. but that makes it sound like it's about the women because it's not grand. Because no man is called granny, granddad isn't called granny. So it makes it sound like it's mainly women that are being dumped. Maybe women are living longer. I don't know. They you know are. What I mean? point, though. Women do they live longer than men. If it's, yeah, why do. is it? Why is it? Why is it not grandparent dumping? Or well, you know what, what I mean? It elderly. just sounds like elderly. I'm just thinking. What you, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. You need to tell me. Firstly, firstly, 
I have to deal with all the systemic stuff. You give birth to children and you survive that because you didn't die because you're five times more likely to. Then you've got to raise the children, help them navigate the same system. And as they're grown and then you're getting old, they think they've got license to come and dump you on the side. Really? Honestly, Google it. It is shocking. The stats are shocking. But you really made you made a really good point. Why they call it? Maybe it's more women that are. Maybe it's because women are living longer. I don't know. But it's a very good point. That, but it is if you literally put in granny dumping, you'll see. I'm gonna Google it right after. Yeah. Do yeah. some more research around it. Yeah, it's, and it's just it's just because the one thing I wanted to do because I always like to do some voluntary stuff. It's just that um, age age concern. They didn't have the service at the time. So this is about four years ago. I think they do now. Where well, you mm-hmm. can just be a buddy just ring people and be a buddy and I think I'm gonna gonna apply again it's just really brought that back up you just literally just ring an elderly person and, and now the pandemic's open you could go and see them but um, see I, I you know I would love to do something like that my problem is that if someone tells me something where them live who did that let me you know you really want to go <laughs> and sort just let me let me find them and give them a little slap and let them wake up to themselves do you know what I mean because you just feel so angry on their behalf I guess mine's the opposite too. to that. I, I think I'll do it on the phone, but I don't want to visit them at their house because if I turn up and they die, yeah, no, no. Mm. Yeah. So I'd be scared. I'm too scared for that. So on the phone's good. But yeah, but you, but yeah, you're right. If somebody like in their family, you tell them that because well, they're going to tell you stuff because I used to do something similar and you do get close to them and feel protected. Yeah, protected. this is it. This is it. That's my that's my concern. I'll become but so the stories that you learn from them and the things the wealth of knowledge it's just it is so I mean honestly and I know that age concern does it and um, because I got an email a few months back asking for people to volunteer so I think it's something maybe we can put it in the um resources afterwards underneath this this um this this episode people want to explore it more but yeah granny dumping I just found it shocking Wow. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that to our consciousness. Mm. Never heard of it. Very odd no. one, isn't it? And in a way, I'm yeah. glad I've not heard of it. You Why? Know I mean? Because it means it's not happening around, you know, no one is oh, not happening to somebody mean. around not, me. Yeah, yeah, it's not prevalent. That's what I mean. It's not, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's not that mm. common. It's happening. Mm. But, but it's, it's a phenomenal when you google it you'll be surprised how come we haven't heard of it but you mm. know what the media and that's the problem the media, the media chooses what to yeah and yeah. Should be what we hear what this. we see yeah, yeah I think exactly people would actually if they knew about things that they could help with people would probably donate food to food banks or um speak to the elderly and stuff but they choose what they want to keep in the headlines like, i'm mm. seeing harry and megan at the moment it's like i don't want to know about that tell me some stuff that we can actually move the dial and make people exactly. feel comfortable and they're not suffering. So yeah, well, so, that's yeah, a so great that political, was my political turn. turn. Thanks, yeah. Queen Nicole. So what should we go to next? Should we come to you, Duchess, and do the get my goat? <laughs> it gets my goat. Yeah, I, I think my get my goat. So my get my goat is this. I get really um I don't even know what the word is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say irritation to start off with. It might escalate once I've explained my get my goat, but I get really irritated when somebody, I describe it like this, throws a grenade in a room, closes the door and then just walks away. So, you know, it might be that you, I don't know, um, someone just makes a statement that's unhelpful, um, useless, 
um, doesn't really explain, just says something and then just, that's it. There's no, you can't, you can't have a conversation with that person. Mm. Um, no, it's just like an out of the blue statement or something. And then it, it just lands and then you're left with it or supposedly left with it. That's one, that's something that really gets my go. So um, the, the only other example I can give, you can tell I can't even really explain myself. That's how it gets my go, right? Is that um, maybe you haven't heard from someone for a long time and then they just send you some random, random information. And then you think to yourself, well, okay. And what? What, what do you, that that's something that really gets my go. I just don't understand one, what's going on in the other person's head. Why would you, if you haven't been in touch with someone, let's say for six months or a year, mm. why would you then just get in touch and put one sentence in a, a text or a WhatsApp? And that's it. And you haven't even asked the person how they are, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You just say what you've got to say and then you leave. I don't, I don't. That really get I don't get it. That really gets it. Really winds me up because for me, I think to myself, well, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to another person because it mm. goes back to what's been been said earlier about intent and impact. Because depending on what that that sentence is or that paragraph, that rubbish message that they've just sent, you just don't know how it's going to affect that other person that you sent it to. And so I, I, in my head, I still can't get my head around it. Minanastan, that's what I said. Me, I can't get my head around why you, why somebody would do that to somebody else. Let me log my grenade and just leave it and see what happens. I don't, and then just walk, because you leave the other person, I think, in a state of, flux initially mm-hmm. um, then you know that other person then has to think well what do I do now what do I do with this stuff do mm-hmm. I ignore it do I respond to it um, you know do I yeah I can't even I feel like I'm not in arti- I'm not even articulating myself very well no you are you are it's, mm. it's 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 sometimes that you're in a state of shock that you can't really you know, you, you're not quite sure what to do. Um, and it's either you have a conversation <laughs> to help the person understand how it makes you feel when you do that. Um, you know, some people just throw the grenade right back and, and, and dash out the room themselves. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, of it course. Really does depend on, on, it depends on the relationship. It depends on how yeah, you're feeling yeah. at the time, what else is going on, you know, and it, it, you're right, some people do things and say things and then they want to use the excuse, oh, that's just who I am. I hate that. But I do you think there's a, there's, a, there's a lack of self-awareness around that, do you think, well, when they've I, done I that? For me, I think the person makes a choice, particularly when they send, when, when you get that type of um, message, either by text or WhatsApp, you know, on, on a platform yes. where you're not verbally having a conversation. Yes. To me, the person has already made a choice as to why they're doing what they're doing. 
they might not have thought about the impact, but they've mm. certainly thought about the intent, I would say, because to me, sending some, you know, a narrative on those types of platforms, I think is quite cowardice, to be honest. That's what I would say. That's how it comes across. Well, it's easy, me. isn't it? It's easy just to say something and log off. Do you know right. what I mean? It's, just it's for clarity, easy. the communication is one-to-one. It's not like a group chat. No, it's one-to-one. It? It's one-to-one. One. Okay. Even so, whether it's mm. one-to-one or a group chat, I mean, group chat, you, you, you would get probably responses from the other people. But who was this intended for? Particularly if it's not made clear, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that really gets my go. I really despise... I'm not going to use the H word because I think that's quite, that's even stronger than despise. Um, yeah, I do despise when that happens because I just think it's a really unfair, unreasonable um, and quite a disrespectful way to uh, communicate with another person, if you can call it communication, because I don't even call it that, to be honest. I think a lot of it depends on how much you're invested in this relationship. If you're invested in the relationship so much you want to salvage it, then you will find a way to share how it makes you feel. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes we've discussed this before, haven't we? How in some relationships, one person's heavily, uh, more heavily invested than the other. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then that gives the one who doesn't have as much investment license to, to feel that they can do what they want and just get away with it. Mm. and and mm. at some point you're gonna have to say actually when you do this when you behave this way this is how it makes me feel mm. and and I value our relationship strongly enough to share that with you but if you, you know if they take offense by what you're saying then that shows they don't want to understand or they're not as invested as you are and then that's oh, your yes. then you and, can decide what to do with that yeah and it's like you say it's whether it's it depends on what the relationship is doesn't it and whether or not there is value in that relationship yeah um, you know about... I'm just thinking about it is this there must be something else going on if it's not their usual thing then there, there's is there's clearly something else going on for them that possibly, possibly. they may be attention seeking they just want you to phone up and say what's that about and yeah. then it can do you know what I mean but sometimes you're so shocked and annoyed you just ah what's that I'm, I'm leaving do you see what I mean so we do yeah. the opposite of what they yeah. sometimes want us to do and I, 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 I suppose I've, yeah I've done that I've heard some people send something to me and I'm thinking but wait think she got mad and then I this is not normal yeah. this isn't normal no, I so, get that I know. get that but I do think that there are you know there's a a habitual thing that happens going if it's back habitual to point, that's different that's different yeah um, if it becomes happens, habitual but it, it is about that that one stop shot that is taken by another person that just lands. I, I mean, I call it a grenade, which sounds quite dramatic and extreme, doesn't it? But um, for me, that's the reason I use that analogy is because for me, that's what it seems like or feels like because of the mess it can leave behind. Uh, and that mess can take, you know, quite, a long time then to to deal with and to to tidy up and to sort out and all of that and you're right about the nuances that it can bring not only for the person who has sent the message but for the person who's on the receiving end but it does get my goat that a number of people can feel comfortable to do that and yeah think it's okay yeah I will leave it there okay
it does depend if they've removed the pin. If they've just thrown the grenade <laughs> with the about, pin and in that's it. That's why I said. You know it what I mean? Is... But if they've taken out the pin, then they'd want to cause serious damage, right? Right. But if they've just right. sent it to you, they're like, I need your attention. You know, yeah. the pin yeah. is and, there. And, I need your attention. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. why I'm using that analogy, because you're right. The pin could still be intact. And so they've just thrown it in and it gets your attention. But if they've taken out the pin, then you don't, so don't know what's going Right. And yeah. you just don't know what's going to happen, do you really? And someone, someone or a group of of us people are going to have to deal with the the fallout from whatever that is but that's my that's my get my go great well i've got a, a wonderful mama used to say and and it's from i think it's a, a, from panama actually and it's blood thicker than water but water tastes better <laughs> blood thicker than water but water tastes better rich really is saying dealing with friends or strangers is often easier or better than dealing with your family yeah because you don't choose your family but you can choose who you engage with as a friend and you know you can share you know have you never i don't know about you but i get lots of people just we just say hello and make a comment about the weather and before you know it, they're telling me their life story or sharing a problem with me hmm. because they know I'm not gonna, even if I tell somebody, they're not gonna know who that person is or whatever. Exactly. And they've offloaded and they've moved on. But maybe they can't do that with their family because there's repercussions. People may get hurt oh. or whatever. So there is a there's a lot of value in that. Blood is thicker than water, but water what tastes, tastes better. not water tastes better. Yeah. So thank you for the the people of Panama for sharing that wonderful. Mama used to say, I love it. I saw that and I'm thinking, my mama never my mom never said that, but I'm thinking these are things someone's mama said at some yeah. point. Mm, so yeah. you know it's great we can choose our friends. Um, and sometimes it is easier to talk to, to strangers, but at the end of the day, blood is thicker than water. So them say. So them say. Because when I look at the blood and when I look at the water, them look like the same. No, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> So then, sir, but let's see how it how it all plays out. That's a great one. So thank you for that. And it, and you're right. Maybe your mama didn't say that, but mamas say Somewhere. things across mm. the world, across different cultures, don't they? And it's good to look into different cultures and see what that means. So thank you. Exactly. And that's, and on that point, I've just realised I'm quite ignorant of other Caribbean islands and phrases and such and such. I really am. I you know because you you're know not alone. Well, you yeah. know, so you go to the Caribbean, you go to the Caribbean, you go to the Caribbean island of your parents. For, yes. You know, if That's I said to true. my mom, I'm going to go to St. Lucia. She's like, for what? <laughs> oh, dang. What, what, what? You know, it's like I'm betraying my, my descendants if I dare go to another <laughs> Caribbean island. But it's, it's just, that's the reality. I could, say, I could just imagine my mom's face now if I was to say to her that I'm going to Dominica. There's nothing wrong with Dominica, St. Lucia, or any of the other Caribbean islands. It's just everyone's quite loyal to their own, own island. Yeah. Own. So, yeah. So um, that's my mummy used to say. Queen Joyce, I sense you have a health tip that you I can share do. with the masses. Yes. Listen so up, my... Coco sisters. Listen up. Come on. Yeah, because you're not going to believe it. My health tip is swimming. No, and no. I know we might have touched on this months and months ago, 
But actually, yes, I'm recommending this as a health tip because this summer I learned how to swim as an adult. And honestly, yeah, it was on some days and we just talked about the summer and the weather and everything like that where we really, really hot. Some days when I went into the swimming pool, the swimming lesson was a gift because it had been so hot, just getting into the pool and cooling down and then focusing and then learning how to do uh, a particular stroke or even something as simple as breathing. Yeah. Who would have even, I never even think about breathing, but when you're learning how to swim, that's all I could think about. As soon as you're in the pool is focusing on the breathing. That's it. Things like that. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it as um, an activity. And because it's just, great physically but mentally it's really helped me to um let go of my limiting beliefs because I just didn't I didn't do you know what I mean the reason why I didn't swim for so long was I got pushed um from behind when I was like 11 in a swimming lesson and I got pushed into the deep end and obviously when you don't know how to swim and that happens that really I was really scared when I got out of the pool and so I sort of avoided it for the next few decades, ultimately, <laughs> um, until this year. I said, now it's on my to-do list. I've got to do it. I've got to do it this year. And it just made me realise, even in my first lesson, I did 20 metres and backstroke. And so for me, it's wow. like, hold on a minute. So that's me thinking I can't swim. And I was able to do that in my first lesson. So where else does that show up? That's where I'm it. thinking, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. And yeah, so it's just learning how to swim helped me to, um, yeah, let go of some of these beliefs that I had about myself. Yeah. And it's just, it's been just transformational for me. And I, I just, yeah, just put that out there and recommend it to other Coco sisters. Try and it. it. And it was picked up by the BBC, your story. Yes, it was. See? It was a journey, yeah. It was. You see, so black women can swim. They, they certainly can. Amen to that. And, you know, and what that shows, what that tells us is that, you know, sometimes we put up these barriers in our minds based mm. on whether someone pushed us in the pool or something happened to us when we were younger, that's put us off yeah. for life. And sometimes, you know, you have to do what you fear the most mm. because on the other side of that are immense opportunities. Yes. Immense, because you start to say to yourself, well, if I, if I can do that, what else can I do? And, and you give this internal green light just goes off. And, it, um, it's gone off. It's gone it, off, ladies, it. see? So that's the next it. thing now is I'm learning how to speak chi, which is my, um, well, it's not my mother tongue, but it's one of the languages from Ghana, which is country of my heritage. So I'm reconnecting with that. I've enrolled in some chi lessons wonderful and it's like hold on a minute because I used to speak it when I was younger so it's already in there it's about unlocking it yeah all that institutional memory will come it'll start to come back that's my hope oh well well, that's a great health tip isn't it it's it's, swimming is a health it's a great activity but I think as an as a mental and emotional Mm. health tip Mm -hmm. is to give yourself a green light what's that one thing You'd like it could be something like you wanted to learn to drive, mm-hmm. you wanted to learn to roller skate, you want to learn an instrument, you want a language like like Queen Joyce here. 
or do painting and art like the Duchess, you know, write that book yeah. that you've always been, you've been sitting on for ages now. I'll get around to it when this, and I'll get around it to like this, and I'll get around when it's like this. And it, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So I encourage you to sit down and ask yourself, what's stopping me? Mm. And and then and also do the things you love. Because you know, yeah. you get to do that. Do yeah. the things you love. You know, because like you say, get tomorrow is not guaranteed. So, you know, put your best embrace today. Forward. Yes, amen to that. Can't pay. Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> sorry, that's a Christian grime thing. Sorry. <laughs> well, look, it's been great. Another great show. Um, and um, thank you for listening. Drop us an email. Let us know how you're, where you're listening from. And, um, and let us know if you want us to do us a shout out. We can start doing shout outs again. But we'll be back on the airwaves ooh, in a couple of weeks time. So listen out for the Coco Sisters. Queen Joyce, wonderful to have you. Queen Nicole, lovely to see you. The Duchess. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Another show done. <laughs> yes, ladies. Whoop, 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 whoop. And looking forward to the next one. So, listeners, it's been great having you on board. We'll try not to leave it as long um, next time. But you know what? We all need a break. We all need to be able to rejuvenate and re energize. Sisters, boy. Lord yeah. of mercy. <laughs> Need it. So, um, thanks for listening uh, and pray that you're on board for the next one. Whoop, 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 whoop. Bye. Coco Sisters, it's a sister's team. Coco Sisters would like to wish all our listeners a very happy Black History Month. Time for change. Action, not words. This is a sister team.